You have someone that will protect you and help you if you'll do what he says to do. Put on the whole armor of God. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder welcoming you back to In Grace. And today we will be digging into the Word of God to answer Bible questions submitted from people just like you. People that say, hey, I've been reading the Bible and this question came up or uh, somebody asked me this and I don't have an answer. We're going to Scripture as we should because the Bible, the Word of God has the answers. It's really the only source of truth where you don't have to worry about it. Is this true or is this exaggerated? Is this a mistake? No, the Bible has it right. And because it's from God and he's preserved it. And so we're going to answer questions like, why did God create certain people that, you know, maybe would live in a remote area or jungle that maybe they wouldn't ever hear about him? Or somebody said, can you explain how we're chosen by God, but salvation is open to all people? Of course, the big question, right? But I have a, a viewpoint on this that really I think will simplify it and really help you understand it. I think we can get to the bottom of that question. And then somebody else said, if the devil's not omnipresent, how can Christians be in a spiritual battle with him? In other words, how can one devil affect every Christian? Well, I'm going to answer that with Scripture, and uh, hopefully all of these things will be a blessing to you. Uh, Also, don't forget that In Grace has some travel opportunities. We have a trip to Israel coming up. Now, unfortunately, our February 2024 trip, the next one we're going on, is full with a waiting list. But we do have room on our 2025 trip. So it's February of 2025. It gives you lots of time to go ahead and uh, submit a reservation through our website and then be able to save up money uh, and be be able to go finally see the Holy Land. So if you'd like to go on one of our travel opportunities, you can go to ingraceradio.com, click on travel. And then also, don't forget that I do a lot of posting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you'd like to stay current on what's happening right now in the ministry, where Karen and I are, uh, we're filming here, or pray for this, then if you could just look for at Jim Scudder Jr. or at ingrace.us, and there you can follow the ministry and uh, pray for us. We would appreciate that. The next question is this. And this is a really good question, and we get this a lot. Why has God created people that he knew would never receive his word and eventually go to hell, such as American Indians or civilizations like the Aztecs or Incas? So that's a good question. And there's plenty of people groups, not just these uh, native people groups, but plenty of people groups even today that live in very remote places or born into countries that are steeped in other religions. What about them? Did God make a mistake by creating people he knew would never accept him? Well, that's a tough question, but it's a good question. And I can answer this question by giving you scripture. Look at Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one, and really the first three chapters of Romans, really goes through that we are all guilty before God. There's no man that is going to stand before God and say, I didn't know, I didn't have a chance. 
The Bible tells us that, that the invisible things in Romans 1.20, which are those things from creation of the world. So we're talking about creation. We're talking about the things that we can see, the things that we can't see but we know exist. All of you believe in air? You believe in air? Can't see air unless you're, you know, certain parts of Chicago you can see air. Well, we can't see air, but we can feel the effects of it. We know that there is such a thing. So we have the evidence. There's plenty of evidence that there is a God. I believe every person that is facing imminent death, you've heard there's no atheist in a foxhole. That's true. Dad told another story about an airplane that him and mom were flying on, and the landing gear was showing trouble, and so they were going to have to come in, and they spray foamed the runway, and everyone was really scared, and dad very loudly gave the gospel to the whole plane. Everybody was listening. Everyone was paying attention. Why? Because you're really scared. I think at the moment of impending death, everyone believes in a God. So the question is, you have the evidence around you. I really believe this, and and there's plenty of missionary stories to back this up. If there's a people group that sees the evidence for God and is yearning to find the truth, God will provide them the truth. And and you can read this in all the, the missionary stories. It's uncanny. It's incredible. A missionary will arrive after weeks of travel, let's say the Amazon, and I just read a story like this yesterday, and they finally get there. They thought they had enough money for their transportation, this mission group, their transportation, and to provide their food, but they didn't have enough money to buy food and transportation So they said, Lord, we know this is your will. We're just going to spend the money on transportation. We're not sure what we're going to do when we get there. But they just felt this was God's will. So they get there, and this tribal group that for years had been marginalized because their language was so unknown that they couldn't write, they couldn't read. They had a language, but it was a unique language. So this mission organization learned some of the language from another tribe and came in and the people greeted them and said, let me take you to your hut. They said, what are you talking about? You didn't know we were coming. And they said, well, we've been praying. We heard on the radio that there's a God and that he loves us. And we've started to pray that someone would come and teach us about this, this Jesus. And so they went and built the hut. And they'd had it ready for a couple years. And they had all the food ready. The people came in. And day after day, they taught them about the word of God, about Jesus, the creator. And they just told them the whole story. And this village got saved. So I believe that if people want the truth, God will provide the truth. Now, does that say then, I'm off the hook as a Christian. I don't have to be a missionary. I don't have to go tell anybody else the gospel. No, you're not off the hook. Why? Because God wants to use you to bring that message to the lost. And the Bible says that we can persuade men with the truth of the gospel. So may we all recommit to bringing the message of hope to the lost. And you say, well, what if they make fun of me? What if they don't want to listen? What if they just don't treat me right? Treat them right. Love them. I think we can love people into heaven. I truly do. Now, you have to couple it with the gospel. Always have to give the gospel. But you have to have a life that is live for Christ, a life that is 
not selfish, and they're going to see a difference in you, and they're going to listen to you. But bring people the gospel. But I think the Bible clearly says in Romans 1.20, it says the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So what? They are without excuse. So no one will say, I wanted the truth and I did not receive the truth. If a person is seeking, God will provide that truth. Question, can you please explain how we are chosen by God, but salvation is open to all? Please explain the doctrine of predestination. How can there be the elect, the called, chosen, and predestined, but God desires for all to be saved and sent his son for all to be saved? And then they list 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4, and 2 Peter 3, 9. So let's read those verses that the writer says seem to go against predestination. 1 Timothy 2, 3 says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will, verse 4, have, say it with me, all men to be saved. So does God desire to save all people? The answer is yes. Has God provided a way for all to be saved, every last person? Yes. All people have the opportunity to be saved. The blood of Jesus Christ was enough for all people. And God desires for all people to be saved. You say, then why aren't all people saved? Because some people reject the truth of the gospel. It's a volitional decision. You get to choose. See, God loved the world and he wants you to love him. But you can't force someone to love you. Can you imagine if you went home and demanded your wife, you love me or else? You know, and even if she said, oh, I love you, you know, how much weight would you put into that? Now, love is a decision. Love is something you choose. And God has demonstrated his love to you. And he has offered a gift called eternal life to you. So what do you have to do? You have to receive it by faith. So God wants all people to be saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that, what, any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. A change of mind. A saying, hey, I thought I could save myself, or I thought I couldn't be saved, and I've changed my mind. I've put my trust in Jesus Christ. That's biblical repentance, metanoia. So we know that God wants all people to be saved, but we also find words in our Bible that are elect, called, chosen, and predestinated. So what, how do we understand this? Well, here's how I understand election. Those that believe God has elected to save. Okay? So that's pretty simple. Whenever you see elect in the Bible, just think of those that believed. Those that have put their trust in Jesus Christ. God has elected for them to be saved. So it's not that God has predetermined them to be saved, but he has chosen to save those who will believe. Then there's the word uh, predestination. Predestination is very clear. Look at Romans 8, 29. For whom he did foreknow. So how would, how would God know ahead of time who would believe? Well, he's omniscient. He knows ahead of time. He knows all probabilities. He knows who will receive and who will reject his gift. So those he foreknew, he also did predestinate to be saved? No, it actually says to be conformed to the image of his son. 
So predestination isn't even about salvation. It's about making you more like Jesus. So those who will have believed, he, knew, he foreknew that. He has a set of uh, circumstances, uh, calamities. He has a path for you. And that path will make you more and more like his dear son, Jesus, who was perfect. So predestination is you're going to be conformed to the image of, of his son, as it says right here in Romans 8, 29, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And then you hear, you read about called and chosen, like let's say Israel is God's chosen people, right? And, and the Bible says it very clearly. The Jews are God's chosen earthly people. They were chosen for what? To bring us the Bible. The scriptures are Jewish writers that wrote what God said to write. And also to bring us Jesus. Jesus is Jewish, came from Mary and Joseph, Jewish, came from the tribe of Judah, Jewish, came from the, the family of David, Jewish, right? A descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the chosen people were not chosen to be saved. They were chosen to bring the scriptures and the Savior, okay? So whenever you read chosen, don't just think chosen for salvation, but think chosen for service. The disciples were chosen, not to be saved, the disciples were chosen to be disciples, to be the apostles. Of course, that doesn't mean salvation because one wasn't saved, right? Judas wasn't saved. He was chosen still to be a disciple because God knew that he would betray him as prophesied. Did God make Judas betray Jesus? No, that was Judas' decision. But God knew ahead of time that he would and brought him in for that purpose. So God gives us free will. But God wants us to be saved. So when you come to words like elect, just think of believer. When you come to words like chosen and called and predestinated, think of he has a set of circumstances, a path for us to live that he has a duty for us to do. So don't think of salvation when you read those words. Think of service. And I think if you have those presets, and we can spend a lot of time in all of this, but if you have those presets in your mind, I think it'll really help you understand the whole controversy over election and predestination. God loves the world. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That throws out Calvinism. It throws out Calvinism. And uh, you don't need to tiptoe through the tulips, okay? Are you ready for an adventure like no other? Dive into a world of discovery within Grace's exclusive video series, Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. Immerse yourself in the awe-inspiring beauty of the Grand Canyon and uncover the captivating evidence of Noah's flood. This incredible series is yours when you give any amount to InGrace. Simply call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, a tour of Noah's Ark with Ken Ham and Ark of Noah, which explores the geological evidence that supports the Bible. For your gift of $100 or more, you can enjoy our entire Creation Series bundle, including eight sensational video series. Call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com. That's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Let me end with this question, and that is this. If the devil is not omniscient, 
How can Christians be in a spiritual battle with him? That's a good question, right? So the question is, if the devil isn't everywhere and he doesn't know everything and he's not all powerful, then how can he be battling with me? How can this be? The question continues, how can he know us and work on ruining us if he can't be everywhere at once? If our enemy's primary focus is drawing as many hearts away from God's love as possible, how does he get that done without being ever-present and all-knowing? That's a really good question. Have you ever thought of that? So the questioner is correct. The devil is not all-knowing, all-powerful, all-wise, and everywhere. He is not. He can be at one place at one time. Does that mean he is not powerful? No, no, no. He is powerful. He is not all-powerful. Now, you have to understand that. He is powerful, but not all-powerful. First Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's one entity, one fallen angel, he was the chief angel. He had plenty of powers, and God hasn't relinquished all those powers, and he's dangerous, but he's not all-powerful. You have someone that will protect you and help you if you'll do what he says to do. Put on the whole armor of God. That's in Ephesians 6. You can read that another time. Now, how does Satan know a lot? So, we know that the devil and the demons know what God has said. We know they know the scriptures. They don't believe the scriptures, but they know the scriptures. How do we know that? Because the devil tempted Jesus with scripture, but he twisted it. He did the same thing with Eve. Okay? Remember, he has an army of demons, and they can observe. They can tell him what's going on. They can do his bidding. So although he's not everywhere, he certainly has influence everywhere on the earth. But it is limited Satan is deceptive. Satan is cunning in 2 Corinthians eleven three. But I fear less by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve. Remember the devil went into the serpent and tricked Eve through his what? Subtlety. So he's not all powerful, but he's powerful and he's dangerous and he's subtle. He's not gonna jump out and, you know, step with a pitchfork and horns. You know, you're not gonna just, if he did that, we would all just run away. No, he doesn't come in that way. He was the angel of light he fell, he still is going to use that technique of deception. He is all lies. He, is all, he hates everything that God loves. He hates you, but he's gonna make it look like he cares about you and he wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to not be restrained by any of God's restrictions. God's restrictions are for our good and for the good of other people. It's not so that you can't enjoy life. God wants you to enjoy life. Real enjoyment in life is to do the will of the Lord. Satan hates that. He wants to oppose that. He's got all sorts of things out there that look good. He's got alcohol. He's got drugs. He's got pornography. He's got all these things. Pride. So many things out there that he's desiring to take you out. Now, can he take you to hell if you've been saved? No, we've already talked about that. You're in the hand of God. He can't take you to hell. But he can trip you up and you can lose your effectiveness as a servant of Jesus Christ because of falling into temptation of the devil. So I think that's how to understand it. Respect his power, but don't fear him. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's plenty of us to fight against, isn't there, though? There's the devil, 
There's the flesh, there's the world. You can find all of those in Ephesians 2. And we have to fight against those things with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to impart his power as he is impacting your new nature to serve the Lord. That's how we can overcome the flesh, the world, and the devil. Have you received by faith the Lord Jesus Christ? Man, I tell you, I never get tired of this story. We've all sinned. That's bad news. And the news gets worse. Our sin separates us from God, who is perfect and holy. We can't get rid of this sin. Our sin sends us to hell forever. But God loves you. And Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of the triune God, one God, three persons, Jesus came and was born and never sinned, but was made sin for us. When he went to the cross, Jesus, who knew no sin, was made sin for us. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This gift is available to all people, and once you receive it by faith, you're in the hand of God. You say, what if I mess up? You may, but you're in the hand of God. He will never lose you. He will never forsake you. He will never let you go. Does that give us an excuse to sin? No, because it's going to affect our purpose and our calling and our joy. When we serve the Lord, when we do the work of the Lord, when we do good works, that's when we have the abundant life that God wants for us. But you always have eternal life. It's by grace that you're saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is free. It's offered to everyone. You must receive it. You must remember a time in your life when you've said, Lord, I'm a sinner. I can't do anything about that. I can't save myself. But at this very moment, I put my trust in Jesus and him alone. He died for me on a cross and rose again. I believe in him. And if you've done that, Right now, the Bible says that you are in Christ. He's in you by the Spirit of God. You're sealed into the day of redemption. Now let's serve him. Let's tell others about him. Let's treat our wives as Christ. Let us respect our husbands as God wants us to. If you're a woman, that is. I have to be careful what I say these days. God wants you to do the things that will bring more and more people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. If you have questions about eternal life, about salvation, please contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. And I would also love for you to get our resource of the month. It's called Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure, where we take a deserving family, a wonderful family, down through the amazing Grand Canyon on a rafting trip. And it's adventurous. It's beautiful. It's incredible. You get to hear their powerful story of God's grace through cancer battles and all sorts of problems. And then you also get to see all the proof that the Grand Canyon was first laid down, all the sedimentary layers, by a global flood and then eroded away quickly by the release of that flood water. If you'd like to find out why the Grand Canyon proves the flood of Noah, not millions of years, then you can make a gift of any amount and get a four-part video series, Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. And that can be DVD or digital download. If your gift is $35 or more, more people hear the gospel, and I'll send you two more powerful 
video adventures about Noah's Ark. And then some of you want everything we have on creation. We've got a lot of really wonderful creation adventures. Uh, one's an underwater four-part series in the Keys of Florida. Beautiful sea turtles, fish, sharks, eels. Uh, kids love that one. Uh, dinosaur dig, one about the stars in the universe. Uh, we have eight powerful creation videos. We call it the creation bundle. And we'll send that to you as a thank you for your gift of $100 or more. Contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Dive into a world of discovery with InGrace's exclusive video series, Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. This incredible series is yours when you give any amount to InGrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two more video series about Noah's Flood or get the entire 8-series creation bundle for $100. Call 800-78-GRACE. Visit ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.